Welcome back, people. It is episode 10 of season 3 of the Taxi Squad podcast. It's currently March 8th. You will be hearing this on March 9th. Vince, how you doing? Raspy voice pod, Mike. It's a raspy voice pod. Just got back from Atlanta this weekend. I, uh... I uh, was screaming in the club, as you know how it goes. A uh, good buddy of mine got engaged, producer of my other pod, The Unrelated Show. Very good time, but I woke up on Monday, headed back on the airplane, and I could barely say a word. So it's a miracle I sound like this right now. Well, I mean, hey, you know, things happen for you know good good reasons, Vince. And you know, I hope you had fun with the plays play. You know, shout out to uh, shout out to your guy who got engaged. You know, it's a big deal. Um, you know, know how that goes through life. It's a big step. It's a big step. So God bless. Now all my boys are either engaged or married. I'm over here single as a Pringle. That's okay. It is what it is. It is what it is. You know what, Vince? It's going to be a benefit to you to have this mad, sexual, raspy ass voice on this episode (laughs) because we are going to get you a fine young lady after season three you know what I'm i don't saying? know i don't know if a, if a sports podcast is the best way to do that you never know for you the sake know. for the sake of us uh i hope it is so ladies could be listening Vinny. it's true you never know you have our demographic watch. breakdown Probably says otherwise correct <laughs> yeah but still for the one or twosies out there you know shout out to them anyways you know we got a lot to unpack you know we, we got we got some strange and unusual Yes, That's we some do. Basketball talk, primarily NCAA basketball talk, because it's that time of year. Got to talk a little baseball, a little XFL, maybe a little UFC, right? Ooh. And then, of course, we're going to unpack the combine and all this good stuff. So I'm jacked for it. Uh, and without further ado, Vince, it looks like you're taking the first strange of the yeah. unusual today. So why don't you oh, yeah. hop on the John Morant kick? Oh my gosh. So I assume most of the world's been following this, so this isn't going to be news. Sean Miranda is not with the Memphis Grizzlies right now. Uh, That is because there was a video that came out on Instagram Live of him in a club. Uh, People are presuming it's a strip club. I believe it is one, but allegedly. Um, And he had a gun in his hand on Instagram Live. And that makes you ask why, because why? Um, He also got in an altercation with a 17-year-old at his house, at John Morant's house. He was having a pickup game. 17-year-old, supposedly, allegedly, again, allegedly, allegedly. Hit, hit him in the head. John Morant gave him a few rough around socks and flashed a gun at him there, um, which is not good. And then, again, allegedly, this is the word around the street, whispers around the corner, whatever it may be, uh, there was an altercation at a mall with John Morant's mom and an employee at a store. John Morant ends up going there with a group of his friends and basically says, like, yo, leave my mom alone. And then they had to get, like, kicked out of the mall. Again, allegedly. So all three of these things happened. John Morant's not with the Grizzlies. He's obviously looking. um, They're probably looking for him to get a little bit of help in this. And he doesn't have his social medias anymore. So John Morant's a little bit of a pickle. Um, All this is very surprising, uh, especially noting the fact that like coming out of Murray state, he seemed like a pretty stand up dude. So all this stuff is pretty out of nowhere, but um, yeah, John Morant's wilded right now. This reminds me of um, eighth mile when he's talking about Clarence and Clarence parents have a very good marriage, right? Cause this kid mm-hmm. grew up and he went to a private high school 
and played at Murray State, to your point, balled out. Didn't grow up in a family of like, you know, not like Jimmy Butler, who was living on couches and right. didn't even have like a real father figure, even like family growing up. And he's not out here waving guns and shit. And John Morant grew up, went to a private school. His parents have a very good marriage, grew up in a great household. And now he's out here trying to be a thug. Not respectable. Stupid. Not ideal. Especially he's also when you're young. making millions, bro. Yep. Well, that's... <sighs> This is where my thought is, too. It's like, he's a young dude. He got the limelight pretty quickly and started running with it. And now he's, like, king of the world in a lot of ways. I mean, he's he was an MVP candidate before this. all this stuff started going down. Um, obviously, an opportunity for him to fix it, and I hope he does. I don't... It, if it gets any worse, it's going to be really bad. So, <laughs> we're in a situation right now where it's like, hey, man, take stock of where you're at. And think about probably the best things to do to progress your life better um a big thing with that too is that the issue with the plane thing was that he had a gun with him at the club in colorado when they took the team plane to colorado so the question was where did that gun actually end up coming from uh supposedly it actually the colorado government i forgot what where or what part of the government ended up like looking into it and trying to figure it out and there's no conclusive evidence to know if he actually brought a gun on that plane because that would have been a bigger issue so i think legally he's in the clear um but he's still not playing with the memphis grizzlies right now this may change by tomorrow yeah from what i understand there's still gonna allegedly be a suspension for him coming down by the league depending on what findings they have but to your point i still think he's back by next week and then it's just like hey stop fucking around with guns I think it's kind of you know yeah what like what are we doing here good you're a multi-millionaire yeah it's like stop you have a deal with whatever shoe brand you have Nike. one of the best in the league you know yeah. it's insane just stop stop while you're ahead bro because not only that but, but like why do you feel the need you're you play professional basketball you could have security around you 24 7 if you chose to you don't need to yeah. carry a weapon <clears throat> Well, and the big thing with that, too, is like, Trouble. and I was listening to Pac-Man Jones talk about this, and he's like, you have your guys around you. It's difficult to figure it out, and I wouldn't know myself, but you got to, like, figure out who your who your dudes are and who you got to keep around, because even Pac-Man Jones is like, dude, if you go out there and something happens and you're, you know, 20 feet away from it and you don't do anything, if they write something in the paper, your name's first, even if you had nothing to do with it, like. That's a big thing because you're you now are famous enough where people are going to care what you're doing, not what your boy's doing, because he doesn't have a name like that. You know, Pac-Man would know because Pac-Man got his fair amount right? of shit when he was. And he in was. The he, hey, dude, watch out for this shit. This ruined my life for a while. Pac-Man was a thug for a little bit. Pac-Man <laughs> yeah. went to West Virginia with Pat McAfee. I mean, it, it was real. And if anybody ever gets a chance to watch Tom Segura's bit on Pac-Man Jones. That is hysterical. Because basically he's talking about a bit where his friend gets for, like players' autographs and is a grown-ass man. Yeah. And he did after one of the Bengals playoff losses. Yeah. He did after one of the Bengals playoff losses and explained to Pac-Man, like, oh, you're my dad's favorite player. And the line is, tell that motherfucker I appreciate him. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the only thing that comes to my mind if I think of Pac-Man Jones. awesome. Just tell that motherfucker I appreciate him. <clears throat> He was a baller, though. He's definitely oh, a gamer. Pac-Man's a great return man and a solid corner. 
Oh yeah. More of a slot corner, but a solid corner. In Nonetheless, right. Yes. In his time, he was very, very good. Now, to transition to football talk, a little bit of football talk, I wouldn't consider it football talk. Yeah, you calling this football talk? <laughs> no, I wouldn't call it football talk. Football adjacent? Adjacent football talk of a, I don't know, waste of Mike's favorite guy. Younger brother, Jackson Mahomes. This motherfucker's back in you the like news. Him. And this, you like him. I, don't like him. Mike, you talk about him a lot. I'm just saying. I talk about my disdain for this okay. person because I think he's right. a total chooch and a clown. Sure, sure, sure. But to get to that, Jackson Mahomes, allegedly, but no, no, no. It's not allegedly because the video this just tells video. you what happened. Yeah. A, investigation is in full swing right now. Jackson Mahomes kissing a grown-ass woman who, by the way, is the owner of a restaurant in Aspen's or Aspen's Restaurant and Lounge and forcibly kissed this woman by grabbing her by the neck from behind and then doing this not once but twice. It's very uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Well, that's the thing. Like, you hear it and you're like, and then you watch the video and you're like, dude, what are you doing? Like, Oh, God. Like, it's just like, obviously, she doesn't want it. Basically, they're just talking, and then he just turns and just launches his face into her. It's really uncomfortable. Oh, my uh, God. I'm watching it as we speak. He got, like, tongue in there. That's what I'm saying. And then she's just like, what are you doing? She's, like, giggling and laughing it off because he's being real freaking weird. Like, I don't. Ugh, God. It's just this guy. This guy stinks. This guy absolutely stinks. Guys, I'm so sick maybe of Maybe a predator. Well, and this is the thing, and... too, is, like, like, Mahomes now has a enough to say like hey You're shut done. the f- start shutting no. shut up dude no before he wasn't that, dude now i would be done i'd be like i can't be seen with you in public bro well because yeah like like before it, he was just being annoying now it's like you're a literal predator like you you gotta just even if it's not that it's like listen you're my brother dude like shut up <laughs> like we're, we're doing okay as a family here like the okay. only person that can ruin this right now is you I mean, this guy's one more forced kiss away from not being allowed on fucking playgrounds. Yeah, right. And, you know, your brother's out here trying to make millions, probably have babies soon with his obnoxiously. He's already got one. Oh, he does? Yeah. Even better. Well, would you look at that? Aren't I he won't wrong? Be able to, he won't be able to see his niece or nephew because he won't be allowed near kids. Now, there is also more to unpack. So, not only... um. Was she calling for help after this? But the incident occurred, okay, in Overland Park. And just outside of Kansas City, in the owner's office, Jackson also shoved a 19-year-old waiter more than once, according to the same owner. He had to be wasted. I mean, I get it, but dude. Well, no, there's no excuse. Are you by yourself? That's the question. Don't you got people to, like, handle her? Where are your friends to be like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Because if I ever did some shit like that, my own friends would beat my ass. I would be like, Mike, get the fuck out of here. What I are we would, doing right now? What are we doing? Yeah. Because like, Word there's wise, don't forcibly kiss women or men. For yeah. Me, right? Hey, <laughs> whatever your, you're into is your here's thing. your I'm advice. Here's but here's your advice. advice. Don't forcibly kiss spot. anybody. You know, Those whatever you're into is the thing unless it's illegal. Then stop being into that. Now, Vince, what if I told you this wasn't the first time this may have happened? I would be surprised if I didn't already know that. <laughs> All right. So last year now, okay, there's more. But wait, there's more. I'm like Billy Mays. <laughs> <laughs> See, 
he was seen doing this last year in Las Vegas for the Pro Bowl. And there is a viral video, per the Twitters, of Jackson Mahomes doing his one of his lame-ass TikTok dances. And there's these birthday girls, you know, of course, it's Vegas. There's all these sellies going on. And he also looks as if he goes in for a kiss with this one. And she totally gives him the curve. And that's actually funny to see. So, yeah, he once again. Is it, though? Because it's still like assault. It is assault. So assault A isn't funny, but B the yeah. situation of her like oh whoa bro Dude, is yeah great. like you that read I that enjoy. he needs to figure out how to read a goddamn situation too. Yeah, he needs to figure that one out too because obviously he thinks it's one way and the other person just doesn't at all. But hasn't he ever been in this situation in your life? Come on, you you, you go on the first date. And and you pick the girl up, and you know, like maybe you, you know, you give like the, the the little ass out hug, and maybe she's into it, but you you're, you might not be into it, but but now you're both into it, right? Right. Social and, media age is a little different. I feel like. is it, but then yeah. but then like you drop her off after the day, and like I had a great time. Oh, you, you have a good thing. Yeah, I had a great time. Great, great, great. And then like then once again, do you, do you, do you give a kiss on the cheek? Do you, do you go in for the real thing? Like, what do you do? Has he has he not ever been in this balance in his life? Has he not ever done that dance? I mean, we've all had to do that dance, right? I mean, he was, he was what, 17 when his brother got drafted? (laughs) I'm just saying, that's fine. But what did you do? You were just on the sidelines. You see what I'm getting at? You were on the sidelines. You didn't do anything He gained some, some level of notoriety. Because he was younger age. Dancing on. It's true though. You look at his follower account and you're like, okay. He's got a lot of people following him. He's a relative. He's a known guy. If he wasn't a known guy, why would two like late twenties, early thirties guys from Chicago that talk sports be talking about him? There's no reason for that to be a thing. If you really think about it, I we're guess the last you got a point. I we're guess the last you say people it that way, Vince. <laughs> yeah, we're the last people. Except I you mean, just love him. <laughs> I fucking hate him. I'm just saying, and I don't hate many people, but this this kid, if you know, just saying, if the house was on fire, I don't know if I'm going in. Jesus Christ. I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? Did I say that out loud? He'll Anyways, dance his way out. He'll just like TikTok his way out yeah. of the house. He'll whip and nay all the way out the door. <laughs> By the way, we're active on TikToks now. If you haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, Mikey Reviews. Let Mikey me just say real quick. Mikey Reviews is great. I I know these people that are commenting on it are just coming out of left field. and They probably never heard our content ever, I which is it. even funnier because Mike is... Like usually, no, you'll just let comments come in and say whatever. Mike likes the little clapbacks. It's fun for yeah. me. It's a great time. And by the way, if you're from TikTok and you listen to the pod, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you for joining us. This is your first time. We hope you're enjoying yourself. We got a lot more to unpack here. And yeah, no, I do love the clapback, and I do love to give it back. So if you enjoyed that back and forth, make sure you don't guy. look like Young Gravy. <laughs> make sure you don't look like Young Gravy and the Spanish Ruben Stutter. <laughs> I digress. Let's continue. Vince, it's about time for the NCAA tournament. Yes. And I know this is your jam. Yeah. It will soon become a jam of mine one of these days. I don't Vince brought out like, Mike, you don't know the head coach of Syracuse basketball for the past 47, 47. years? I'm like, no, dog, I don't. Enlighten me. So crazy. why don't you go ahead? Uh, Jim Beheim officially out at Syracuse. Wow. Jim Beheim won the championship with Mr. Carmelo Anthony. He's been the coach for, like you said, 47 years. 
Um, so yeah, he's been around for a while. Anybody that watches college basketball knows about this besides, I guess, Mike. Um, <clears throat> so this is the end of an era for sure. After the coach K Roy Williams, um, departures and now Bayheim's out as well. So the end of the era, all those older guys are kind of getting moved out. You still got the Calipari's, you got Patino up there in New York doing whatever he's doing, but the majority of these older guys are out. It was weird though, how it happened. So in my mind, and I think this is kind of popular consensus as Bayheim, the years have been going on here. His son, Jimmy played there. I think his other son did too. I'm not sure what his name was. Um, they were there and it just kind of seemed like a family business after a while. Cause I mean, again, this was what 1979 or something that he started there maybe a little earlier. Um, the school, he left the school and the school didn't really flame it as a retire or frame it as a retirement. They said Jim Bayheim is out at the university and they were very thankful and all this stuff, but it wasn't like Jim Bayheim is retiring. Um, Jim Bam says he didn't. He did his retirement speech last week, but no one picked up on it, which seemed odd. That kind of feels like, a, oh yeah, that was my last speech. Like that worked out because it was the end of the season for them, basically. Um, when asked if he was retiring after he said this stuff, Bam said, "Oh, that's up to the university," which really meant is the university going in a different direction, or am I staying? That's not necessarily the best way you want to leave, especially as like a winning coach and the reason that Syracuse was a powerhouse for so long was because of him. Um, so, I mean, you know, good riddance, great job coaching out there, but it was just, it's very odd, especially after seeing coach K get, you know, the red carpet laid out every single place he went in an insufferable amount of time for this to happen to this guy. I think after 47 years, it feels as if the writing was on the wall for like, dude, you got to move. I feel as if this kind of seemed to be like a forcible, like, okay, either we can say you retired or you're done now. And I, I mean, they haven't been very good the last couple of years for sure. I mean, it could just be time for a new voice after 47 years. And, and to your point, you know, it's kind of the end of an era in a way. But then again, everything needs to change. The only constant in anything is change. So right. with all of that, I mean, maybe it was time. And he basically said it. That's up to the university. So it kind of tells me, you know, it's like, yeah, no, you got broken up with. Go home. They kicked him out. That's divorce after 50 years. It's wild. I mean, I'm just saying at, at the end of the I don't day, blame them. No, no, no. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I don't blame but them. It's just wild. Maybe the, after the season, they do, they do like have a, a conversation. Thing. They do like a thing. They have a big retirement set up and all that good stuff. I, I think they have to. Yeah. I think, it, I think it's kind of a must. It'd be a classy thing to do at least. Yeah. I mean. They got one tournament title, but five Final Fours, ten Big East regular seasons, five Big East tournament wins. Like, he's a beast. He was very good. He played at Syracuse for four years as well. Started coaching in 76. Like, he's been around for a very long time, so they're going to give him his due diligence for sure. I mean, any program wishes they can have a guy that's going to be around for that long. So, um yeah, I don't know. I feel like they're gonna they're definitely gonna do that. They'll do the retirement. They'll definitely like, you know, I don't know, retire his number, but that's not really a thing. They'll just put his name up in the rafters. Like it'll be a whole thing. So good for you, Jim Bayheim. Great career. I mean, hey, this could be worse, right? I mean, you could not have a job for forty seven years straight. That's yeah. insane. He could not be making millions a year for forty seven straight years. To coach a kid's game. I mean, that's insane. Um absolutely right before we started recording this. Uh, DePaul University beat Seton Hall in the Big East Tournament. Moving what? on. Uh, 
If DePaul goes to the tourney, I was saying this to Mike, I'm going to be insufferable. I won't you stop talk talking mad. about it. You talk mad shit about them, though, like, yeah, they're terrible, they're terrible. They're they terrible. suck. They do. But then clearly they're <laughs> not that bad, Vince. What the fuck are no, you talking about? So, yeah, their record this year isn't very good. Um, But they pulled out an upset, which is fun. I mean, I like seeing the upsets. Like, it's like... It's like the Bulls this year. Like every, I'm always like the Bulls are fucking horrible. But if they make it to the playoffs, yeah. I'm gonna be a Bulls fan. Have you sure. heard Vooch's recent comments? Speaking of the Bulls, about no, them tell me about fucking it. packing it in for the rest of the season. That's good. <laughs> Vinny boy. Yeah, there was a play. There was a play, and it's obviously everybody. Like Pat Bev was, could be a good thing, but it's like he's pushing Vooch, and Vooch is folding like a fucking lawn chair. It's which hysterical. is which such a loser mentality. Like, stop what being a, a loser. Yeah, what a, get back out there and play the game you're getting paid for, you Oh, loser. my God. What, what a pussbag move that is in so yeah. many ways. Oh, like, Pat Beverly's hurting my feelings. I can't get rebounds. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, um, and you traded Wendell Carter for him, too. And Wendell is killing the league well, right that's, now. He's crushing. That's what's annoying, too, is, like... The Bulls always do that now. They had guys, and, like, Vucevic was very good that year, but he was on a team that wasn't very competitive. And now you're on a team that is competitive. and Lori Markinen right now, by the way? For on that topic. Yeah, he was really good in the beginning of the season. It's gone down a little bit, but he was an all-star, so you got to give him credit. Um, But, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. It's, like... You look, <clears throat> you look at Vucevic, and you're like, you were supposed to be a big piece, and it didn't work out. And instead of being like, we got to make changes, we got to try, whatever it may be, like a statement like that. I mean, I haven't heard it, so there's only this is like, you know, your lips, my ears here. But I, you know, it's like, come on, man, like you're supposed to be a leader on the team, and you're doing nothing to the effect of that. Like, what are we doing here? Especially when Pat Pap comes in, he's like, this is my city, man. Like you, you're not even from America. I'm from the city. Like this is. We're going to try hard. Like, what do you think this is? So, I don't know, man. All I know is that everybody on the trip with us this weekend knows about the bet. Um, I was trying to get the Bulls game on. It's very difficult to do in a different city. Didn't think that would be the case because I thought everybody would just play the Bulls all the time. Not the case. Um, <clears throat> we watched the end of the game, though, and a big Tyrese Halliburton buzzer beater from basically the volleyball line of the NBA court. Goes in, um, Bulls lose on a buzzer beater, and I basically just accepted my fate at this point. So, Vince, could you explain to maybe some of our new members of the audience, um, what is this lovely bet that we have on the Chicago Bulls season? Yeah, so people who haven't seen my face, you can find me on social media if you really need to, but people who haven't seen my face, I have a nice nice trimmed beard. I like to keep a a short trimmed beard on me. It's been this way for about... Hell, seven years now, maybe longer. Um, and Mike and I were having a few cocktails one night, went to go get some dinner with a buddy. It was a whole thing. And uh, basically, Mike's like, hey, if the Bulls don't make the playoffs, you got to shave your beard off. And I was like, bet. <laughs> Which Literally, I shouldn't have said. Bet. You should have. Oh, you know, the past couple of weeks, you've been very, you know, I was oh, hopeful. I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. Yeah, it was this week's just been rough. Continue. Yeah, this week's been rough. Um, There's right now the NBA is a bit of a changing of the guard situation. There's a lot of teams that are coming up. KD on the Suns looking great. Oh, on a roll. The Celtics are real good. The Bulls are 29 and 36. They are 
currently two games behind in 10th. They are three games behind for ninth and three and a half games behind for eighth. So they can come back. It's becoming less and less hopeful as the year goes on. If they don't make the playoffs, which they won't, I'm shaving my beard and I'm shaving it with none other than Henson shaving, Mike. Absolutely, you are. So without further ado, a word from Henson shaving. The Henson razor, it puts an end to shaving irritation and cuts while also making your skin feel comfortable and smooth. The razor's made with CNC machines to aerospace standards. That means it's made to very tight tolerances, meaning the combination of how securely it's held and how minimally the blade is exposed delivers a smooth and safe shave no other razor can offer. Um, we talked about this last week, obviously. We're back around again. I use this, so I get I get my hair cut, I get it lined up by the barber. And my biggest concern every time I'm done with it is like, hey, I'm not going to get a haircut for two weeks. My beard's going to get wild. I would use my razor with the multiple blades, and it would just... You know, it would just basically ruin my beard because I'm like, I can't get this line perfectly. This is perfect. It has unique head design. It has one blade in it. It's very thin, very precise, and it can just kind of get right into there. Um, it has as exit channels. So I know the biggest problem that everybody has is how do I clean my razor after it? And it's always a pain in the butt. This time they have these nice little spots at the bottom of it. It's a single blade. You can run water right through and the hair goes right down the drain clean to your point i've never had a razor that's easy to clean never to your point vince i mean i shaved before this wedding i went to last week right and i'm very particular about when i shave because i have very sensitive skin and usually there's certain parts of my face that'll break out or i'll get razor burn i don't get that with this razor at all and to your point i think with the technology that they use i mean we're talking aerospace engineering here we're talking materials that are used on the international space station I mean, Vince, I'm not breaking out anymore. And not only that, but the handle itself and the razors themselves are so light. I I don't know what we were doing before. Easy to pack. Easy to do everything. It is not <clears throat> like your normal razor. And the biggest kicker here, cost of ownership averages $88.20 every two years, which is $177 less than a normal cartridge razor. Better for the environment. Stop using plastic razors. Use this metal one. So go on the website, hensonshaving.com. Use the promo code TAXISQUAD at checkout and receive a 100 pack of blades free with the purchase of a razor. You got to put them both in your cart. So put the razor in your cart. Put the 100 pack of blades when you're checking out TAXISQUAD, T-A-X-I-S-Q-U-A-D. And for most users, this amount of blades will last two to five years of shaving. So promo code taxi squad hensonshaving.com. So yeah, I mean, the Bulls definitely look as if the season's just kind of a lost cause, regardless of the Pat Bev move. Definitely not looking in your favor, Vinny. Just nope. sorry. You're gonna have a beautifully clean shaven face, similar to your co-host. And it's gonna be it's gonna be nice. It's gonna be nice I hope to not. see you again. You know I hope not, but we'll gonna see squeeze, what happens. We're gonna squeeze those cheeks like you're fucking six years old again. Um, I'll anyway. <laughs> gun whip you like John Morant if that happens. So. Oh, it's gonna Watch happen. Out. It's gonna happen. Watch it's, out. Gonna happen. Watch it's gonna out. happen. It's gonna happen. Damn. But to the point, wanna break down a little bit more of the East 
Um, if we're paying attention, of course, the Celtics are, are, are definitely kind of ruling the roost right now if looking at the standings of the Eastern Conference of the NBA. But what I'm pretty uh, pretty interested in right now is the Cavs are kind of going on a smidge of a heater yeah. uh, as of recently, um, winning two of their last three and facing the Celtics twice in two of the last three. So with all of that, they played the Celtics uh, in the garden and lost by four, which isn't a ton to a very good team. And yeah. then uh, literally three days later, going uh, back to Cleveland and beating them by four in Cleveland, which I thought was awesome. So the fact that they pulled one over against the Celtics, granted at home, but it still shows that this team has the capability of maybe, just maybe, making a run. Am I out of bounds on that? No, I think you're right. I mean, that's a good team. Like Darius Garland has quickly become a very good player. It was no, there was no denying that that was going to happen really. As you saw him come into the NBA, Donovan Mitchell underrated pickup. The guy knows how to score. Obviously Evan Mobley. He's, he's very quiet, like in nature. You don't hear a lot about him, but you look at the, um, especially the Brooklyn Nets guys after those trades happened. Um, with the, with Kyrie, you really see the difference with the Jared Allen, Karis LeVert in there. Even Rubio just like really kind of turning a new leaf on this team. I don't love to see it because Cleveland, at least distance-wise to the Bulls, is pretty close. And they were really good. They broke it down, and they're already really good again. And the Bulls have done literally zero. Um, yeah, dude, the Cleveland Cavaliers, I would not be surprised to make a run. Do I think they're going to go to the Eastern Conference Finals? No. Uh, do I think they beat the Celtics in a seven-game series? I don't. Um, but I, it, right now it's a lot more likely than I would have said at the beginning of the season, but I still, i these top two teams, I'll take over all of them. Well, I mean, listen, the heat and the Cavs are going at it right now. So four and seven, I mean, the Cavs literally are down by, I think two points, uh, right before the half. So, I mean, this is looking like it could be a game too. So there's a lot of really good games going on right now. And I, I'd say don't sleep on the Knicks also. But I mean, if we had to look at the Eastern Conference, Crazy. It's probably going to go down the Celtics and the Bucks because you got to think that the, the New York way. Knicks, the New York Knicks are, it's like a study. I feel like basketball fans should study this team. This is a Tom Thibodeau coach team. We know how that goes. They're yeah, great they in the regular. Last. They don't they're great last. in the regular season, and they play so hard all season that when the playoffs come and you're looking they're for guessed. that one guy, those two guys that are just going to take over and be world beaters, it doesn't really happen um i watched the Knicks celtics game on sunday night um i was i was trying to leave this place and i was like all right we'll just wait till the end of the game the game ends and it's tied going to ot1 i leave at that point i get all the way back to the hotel it's ot2 at the time the knicks end up taking it by two against those boston celtics they have that in them i mean you shouldn't expect Emmanuel quickly to drop 38 points in a game. Generally, he played 55 minutes in the damn game. Um, but they have scores. Julius Randle's really good. RJ Barrett's really coming into his own. I mean, he's a RJ rebound monster, which is fun. 29 points. It's been yes, he did. He yeah, I mean, triple he's double. I mean, that's insane. Yeah, no, he I mean, didn't have a triple double. No, 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 he didn't. It was double double, but six assists. I mean, you can't frown at that. No. Either way, they're really good. I don't see much heat of that coming into the playoffs. Like I said, I'm a big, um, I'm a big, you got to have those one, two guys. You got to have your Giannis or your Tatum or, you know, Jason Brown or J- 
Jalen Brown, excuse me. Wow. Jason, isn't that the coach from last chance you Jason Brown? David Carr. David Carr. Um, yeah, Derek Carr. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, even with the 76ers too, it's like, that's a team, hard team to pass as well. So those teams are good. I don't see them dethroning the other two, but crazier things have happened. Crazier things have happened. I mean, I still think it really boils down to two in the East uh, as we start to wind down. What? There's a total of 25 regular season games left, I think, in total. I believe so. What are we at? 40, 50, 65. So we're looking at 65, 75. Yeah. Right around 17, uh, I think. 17. So 20, 20 games left almost. Yeah. That was my quick maths. Anyways. Um, yeah, no. And then to kind of transition a little bit to the West, I don't know if anybody got a chance to watch the Mavs Sun games on Sunday, but yeah. that, that game was a game. Yeah. A lot of scoring, not a ton of defense. Luca and Devin Booker got into it at the end, which I thought was hysterical. Dude, uh, Luca, Luca's so good, but he complains about everything. It's so they cool. all do. They're no, all I know, crazy. but it's it's like worse because it's like nothing will happen. It'll turn around and like sh- like say like what the hell, and you're like what how like where did that come from? Because usually I'm like whatever, like let them do it, it's fine. But yeah, that was especially aggressive. Where I was like, you don't need to be doing all that, man. You know what doesn't happen in the NBA? I mean, like they don't play a ton of defense. It's it's just like I mean, when two players finish the game with a combined you know sixty four points, you'd think there would be a good shot, but. Well, you'd also know. think that the rest of the team could score. I mean, Tim Hardaway had a good game that game, but yeah, Timmy did—he did have a very good day. Tim Hardaway, he did. We mentioned this when the trade happened for Kyrie Irving. When I was like, "No, deal. they're not a very deep team." No, and this isn't going to help them very much. And I mean, granted, the Mavericks are having a good season; they're fifth in the West. You know, the West is interesting because it's like pretty top heavy. Um. But if you look at some of the games they're winning here, it's like it's just expecting insane scoring from those top two guys. I mean, it's, they played the other day and it was it was obscene. It was like Kyrie and um, Luca both had over 40 points and then the rest of the team had like 10. You're like, all right, this is obviously not sustainable coming into the playoffs. Like those top two guys, I just said, very important. They can't be the only thing. though. That's the issue. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it. it It'll be interesting when they played against the Spurs. They had a lot of good scoring, but the Spurs are really bad. So it's going to be interesting to see how that works up when they're playing those good teams. I don't think the Nuggets are as good as they look. I think the Nuggets are a Thibodeau team led team. They're not actually, but they're regular season world beaters. Jokic gets those MVPs and then they burn out in the playoffs. So Jokic is a great distributor. Uh, of course, he's a scorer, but, uh, you know, don't get me wrong. Guy's an absolute freak, and we get to play them today, which is great if you're a Bulls fan. So going <laughs> up to uh, more shaving for this guy. But anyways, I do believe that the Suns right now are probably the best geared team to just take over. Talent-wise, yeah. Yeah. I mean, KD and Devin Booker, we stated it on this show a couple weeks ago, but what a match made in heaven that seems to be as of right now. Yeah, Booker is just seeming so comfortable, gets a chance to do what he needs to do. All the pressure isn't on him. And then you also have a guy beside you who can make a shot, which is insane. They don't miss. They just don't miss. Motherfuckers don't miss, man. (laughs) That's it. Don't miss, homie. There was uh, an interview literally going on with Josh Okoji, who's on the Suns. And he was like, yeah, offensive rebounds are over for us. 
He's like, ball goes up, ball goes in. <laughs> he's like, there's nothing. When Kevin Durant shoots the ball, it just goes in. So he's like, I'll never have break. an offensive rebound again for the rest of the year. I mean, I don't think KD could fit on a better team right now. And Chris Paul's mm-hmm. there too. So like once they especially That's why they won't win it this year. No, I think this will be I, I hate to say it, I got a good vibe. Uh and DeAndre Ayton's still there. Chris Paul still knows what he's doing and is more of a you know, in that role of being a great facilitator, just making sure that, you know, everybody gets the balls and distributed correctly. I think that uh this is gonna be a, a very uh fun end of season to watch for the Western Conference. What about number two though? Okay. Show I some think respect King, I think to the he, Sacramento Kings. Sierra Fox is a freak. I mean, don't get me yeah. wrong. I, I like it's nice to see this team finally in twenty plus years be something. Well um, we um we talked about it earlier in the year and I was like, I don't see this persisting at all. I'm like it's like they're playing really well, well and like light the beam and you look at their whole roster. It's like De'Aaron Fox, obviously a boss. DeMontis Sabonis is he's been on he's been underrated his entire game like career because he's played for the Pacers and teams that are a little less known or a little less followed. But like, you know, when you're doing that with Davion Mitchell, Malik Monk, Kevin Herter, like those are decent guys, but not great guys. Like you gotta get excited for it. Same argument as before. I don't see it going well in the playoffs, but what a surprise for Sacramento this year. Well, Vince, we'll get a little taste of maybe some Western Conference playoffs this Saturday evening at 9 p.m. when the Kings <laughs> take on the Suns in Phoenix. Uh, sorry. <laughs> that was nice. Great ad. Wasn't that nice? Wasn't that nice? Yeah. Heard it here first, people. That's going to be a great game to watch. And if we are together, we will have a little bit of a battle royale. Gee. It looks like Vince, uh, you know. Uh, may have a pledge of allegiance to a specific team here. The Kings are fun. They're not winning, but they're fun. They're not winning right now. They got the Knicks tomorrow night, and then they got the Suns on Saturday. So Yeah, I'll still take the Suns, but the Kings are fun. I want the Kings to win. I think the Suns will win. It's that situation because the Kings are just fun, man. (laughs) It'll be a fun game to watch. I think it'll be a fun game to watch regardless. But with all that being said, I think it's time to transition some baseball talk, Vince. Oh, yeah. Not MLB talk, though. Spring training kind of coming down. I mean, it it is what it is right now. Pitch clock, we went into it. But World Baseball Classic started last night. Yep. And we were talking about this a couple weeks back. We jumped the gun a little bit, but we're excited. excited. It's cool. It's cool. It is cool. Because they play baseball in the Olympics, and it's pointless. Because it's in the middle of the summer when baseball's happening in the MLB. So they're not going to leave their teams to go play for their respective countries. So it's cool that they do this and you can have MLB guys on the teams. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's great that you see, you know, Lars Newtbar playing on Japan. And I'm like, wait, how? Why? Uh, yeah, how, there's a lot. Why? There is a lot the same of that. Team as those Shohei. And you're like, huh? And then Vince sends me this whole article on who's on whose team. And then turns out Xander Bogarts is on the Netherlands team. Yeah. Who the fuck, how does this happen? He was born in Aruba, but ended up in the Netherlands. How does that make sense? Maybe because it's like a Netherlands Providence, I guess. There's something to that. I... Yeah, you could, you can. Yeah, there's something to that. I, okay. I don't it's really know the exact reason. of Aruba, Caraco, and... Strong baseball heritage. The Netherlands team is the most successful European side in WBC history. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so it's interesting to me that that's a thing because it's like, okay, Aruba. Well, it's similar to the Olympics. You'll see that in the Olympics where, like, people will live in, you know, 
Atlanta, Georgia, or freaking Sacramento, California. You live or there, like but where are you originally from? Well, right, and then you can have dual citizenship. Like I know um, Freddie Freeman's playing on the Canadian team. That doesn't because, make sense because his his mom and his mom's from Canada, so he has dual citizenship. They're gonna be in and out of this playoff pretty quick. Pretty quickly, smell yeah. of maple syrup. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they're. There's a lot of good teams. Uh, you're seeing Otani hit absolute bombs. One of the cool things about this is the times that they actually, the game start. I was watching it last night. Netherlands played Cuba. I thought it was going to be an easy cut and dry case. Cuba wins the game. Didn't happen. Netherlands took that game, actually, which was pretty badass, honestly, in my opinion. Hey. Um, they had Bogarts. They had Andrelton Simmons as well. Um he was getting a little cocky. I'm like, remember, you can't hit, so <laughs> whatever. Um, Luis Roberts still can't hit a slider, but it was cool to see because it's like, what else is new? You know, and I know we don't necessarily talk positive on these guys, but there are there are countries like playing against like country teams playing against MLB teams right now that are going to be in like the American bracket because they are playing in in Arizona. Um, and Altuve actually hit against the Astros today and hit a single, and it was kind of funny because you're like, what? It looks so weird. Like you don't expect him to play against the Astros. You expect him to play for him. Um, well, it's 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 interesting to say the very least. I I love to see it. What right now? Panama is playing Chinese Taipei. Yep, that ended. So Panama ended up just beating them a lot. <laughs> and to look at Panama's squad, there's a bunch of guys on this team. I have no idea who the hell they are. Yeah, that seem that's the case for a lot of them. Um. You'll have a couple like kind of sneak in there. Um, a couple of those minor league guys that are making their way up as well. True. Um, but yeah, like overall, there will be teams that have a lot of guys or teams that have really, really good guys. Like obviously Japan's going to have Shohei Otani. You expect that. Um, and then you have like the American team. That's insane. Or the Dominican Republic team. That's insane. Those are the teams you expect to actually go out there and win it. But Hey, if you know if Australia can run up with Daryl George and Robbie Glendening, then maybe they'll do something with that team too. <laughs> Australia and Korea play at nine PM on FS two. That's why Panama it's fun. And the Netherlands play at ten PM. So a lot of late night baseball if that's your jam. If you and then you start looking at this and you're like, Okay, cool. So all these teams have a couple of guys. Very cool. And then you go to the American team and it's freaking <laughs> ridiculous. Like Kershaw, Lancelin, Miles Michaelis, Adam Adovino, Ryan Presley, uh, JT Realmuto, Will Smith, Pete Alonso, Tim Anderson, Nolan Arnato, like Mookie Betts, Kyle Schwarber, Mike Trout, Kyle Tucker, Cedric Mullins. The whole team is an all-star team. So oh, really, yeah. it's embarrassing the pools, if they don't win this. The pools are very competitive, though, yes. because, you know, they have to play Mexico, Colombia. Yeah, I mean, but they're Canada playing... has no business being there, nor does Great Britain in Pool C. Like they're uh, they're playing Taiwan Walker, Alejandro Kirk, like you know those guys. Like Austin Barnes shouldn't be JT Real Muto ever. Like there's still like you're looking at guys that are in the MLB versus all stars in the MLB, where it's like this is the difference. See, the the team that really like the Dominican Republic is scary. Well, they <laughs> lost. Well, you know who else is scary. Um, in my eyes, is Venezuela. Um, Venezuela yeah. and the Dominican Republic, 
in my eyes, are the two teams to really watch out for. I may have may have not sprinkled a little money on Venezuela to take the whole thing at 1,100 odds <laughs> um, because you never know because Vladdy Guerrero Jr. is actually pretty much out for the entire thing. Injured, yeah, I was going to say. So, you know, of course they got, you know, a sick pitching staff. Of course the catching talent's there. Gary Sanchez, I don't see him playing very well in this whole thing just due to the DH, fact though. that – yeah, that's fine, but he can't hit a curveball or a slider, and everybody yeah. knows that. Yeah. Um, Robinson Cano is older than dirt. Yeah, but he had a home run today. So was Nelson Cruz. Okay, fine, but who they played this? It's fun. Who they played? I don't even know, but it was fun. There no, you it was, have it. it, it was no, it was, it was one of the it was one of the exhibitions against the MLB teams. That's more so. It's just like Manny Machado, of course. Eloy's on that team, of course. Right, Eloy can't hit a curveball, also. So, or, nor can he run. But you look at Venezuela, Ronald Acuna, um, Miguel Cabrera's their DH. I mean, to yep. me, that's scary. Labor Torres, Luis Arias, Altuve, like they got a squad. They got a squad in Venezuela. But this always happens: some random team comes out of nowhere, and you're like, huh? Maybe so. it's Israel this year. <laughs> Well, and, and we we can't like we can't like miss Juan Soto on that Dominican team, also. No, well, that's yeah, that's the whole thing. It's like they got a team full of mashers everywhere. It's like <laughs> Manny Machado, Cattell Marte, like those are all big league all star guys. Not, I mean, not to mention Julio Rodriguez, dude. Come on now, like it's it's chaos. I mean, th- th- those are the teams that are supposed to match up with the U.S. and baseball works in weird ways and it always ends up being different than you expect. So obviously all this is a grain of salt, but it's very, very exciting. I'm excited to watch it. I, I look forward to it. I always think it's something every you know few years that we get a chance to look forward to before the season starting. And you just hope that there's no catastrophic injuries for right. these great players to their teams because yep. For example, if the White Sox lose somebody, because basically it seems like everybody who's anybody that plays for us is in this shit. So yeah, any, that's well, always fun to see. Anybody who's anybody who plays for us is either on the U.S., the Dominican, or the Cuban team. <laughs> if anybody tweaks a fucking hammy, our first half of the season's fucked. Yeah. So totally. as it was, you know, it always is year, anyway. Epic disappointment. Yeah. No, we have so much to look forward to as White Sox fans. And I'm staying positive. Hey, I'm staying optimistic. I saw the Bakota rankings, and I'm like. Who cares? Who cares what Bakota has to say? Fuck Bakota. They're wrong. Even though they're usually right. Even though they're usually pretty right. They're wrong this year. I don't care. The Sox are going to have a great year. All power to Miguel. Or Pedro, rather. Excuse me. Um, The U.S. play their first game two days from now when you're listening to this. Saturday, March 11th at 7 p.m. Against our oppressors, Great Britain. So I hope we fucking mash him. Show yeah. what's going on. The next revolution. Here we are. The next revolution. <laughs> I love it. I think it'll be uh I think it'll be a fun series to watch. How long does it actually go for? Doesn't it go for what, the rest of the month? And then I wanna say it ends on the twentieth, twenty first. Twenty first it ends because okay. they have to get ready for the season. So this is yeah. basically replacing spring training for them. Okay. Makes sense. It's a fun little tourney. Everybody gets to play, but those those cross country flights are going to be a pain. You yeah, know? no, no, no doubt. That's why it's good to have the pools and they play in their specific areas, so you can play 
you know, in Japan for a little bit of time, and then you can move over and, you know, get accustomed to it. But the podcast one one of these days, maybe the next World Baseball Classic, Vince and I will be live from Japan. That'd be sick. That'd be sick. I'll start That's my a dream. Duo. I'll start my That's duo bingo. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it started now. And by the time the next World Baseball Classic is in full effect, the Taxi Squad podcast will, in fact, be live. All right, Vince. Um, there was a UFC fight over the weekend. Big that, deal. In my eyes, pretty big deal. Uh, I knew really. the outcome before it was even yeah. started. So, uh, John Jones uh, fought He's back. Cyril Gain. Cyril Gone. Gone. Once again, I am a UFC guy back in the day. Chuck Liddell, Matt Hughes, Kevin Randleman. Right? Forrest, Boss. what was his name? Forrest, uh, shit. Forrest Griffin. Yeah. All the guys from the first Harry couple boy. seasons. Harry motherfucker. Yeah. Bleed all over people, but he'd oh, still yeah. win fights somehow. And then I got Frank Mir. And then, you know, Rampage Kevin Shamrock. Jackson, Kevin Shamrock. Frank Shamrock, excuse me. Frank Shamrock. Frank Shamrock was insane. Tito Ortiz. All those guys were on steroids. Yeah. Vanderlei all of them still are. I mean, I, yeah, that's fine. Um, but John Jones was in the tail end of all that. And coming up, he had a lot of issues with the, with, you know, not only the steroids, but cocaine. And um, he likes to party, but he's an aggressive talent. Both of his brothers played in the NFL. Yeah. Or, or still play. Still play. Chandler Jones still plays in the NFL. Peace. I think his other brother played for the Ravens and is now retired. Mm-hmm. But still just a family of physical freaks. And if there was a comparison of LeBron James fighting human beings, it's John Jones. So the skill level is insane. Maybe the greatest light heavy to heavyweight of all time. In He's the, the greatest fighter of all time, in my opinion. I mean, it's difficult to say because he hasn't had a ton of fights in the UFC. Um, I would say didn't... enough, though. I mean, he took out a lot of those like really, really good guys and at a time that at at a time where the fighting was very good at the time. I mean, you can't really say pound for pound because he's a big boy, but at least for his like skill level, and I'm obviously no not Ariel Awani. I'm not like a or like a Joe Rogan that knows everything about this stuff, but. Just seeing him fight like he's just a physical dominance over basically anybody. That's why it was cool to see him fight at heavyweight this time when we're accustomed to seeing him at that light heavyweight position. He looked a little thick. He did. He did look a little thicker. He than needed usual. to. He added some of that juice because he needed to get that weight in there. But what's insane to me is this guy hasn't fought in three years. Yeah. Three full calendar years. Comes out and in the first two minutes of the first round submits dude. Puts him yeah. to sleep. Makes him awesome. Like, I mean, it, it, was it was it like it was over? But like everybody's like, "Oh, do you want to come watch the fight tonight?" I'm like, "I already know the outcome. I don't yeah. even need to go." Well, yeah, I mean, he has one loss and one, I think, no decision, I believe. Um, and that one loss is kind of BS. So he, it's it's really hard to beat the guy. I mean, and also this was for a title fight. It was kind of BS. Yeah, I was kind of like, is it a title fight? Well, because like Ngannou had the had the belt because he beat Cyril Gane, and then John Jones fought Cyril Gane, which was an obvious like mismatch for Cyril Gane because he's a stand up and strike kind of guy, and John Jones is like, I'm gonna tackle you and destroy you. I heard Chael Sonnen was on the Flagrant Prog podcast this week, and he was talking about John Jones, and he's like, if John Jones brings you down and you're messing around with him, when you get up, you're a different human being. Like he he just ruins you on the ground. So. We knew this was going to happen. I didn't think it was going to happen this quickly. Um, but now it's set up where John Jones, I would say, is a lot more 
he should be the heavyweight champ versus a guy like Cyril Gaon. Um, so it's good that he's there, but like, who's next? I want Ngannou to come back and actually come and fight him because that'd be such a sick matchup. But I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon with the contract stuff. So, um, but it'd be cool to see. I would love to see Ngannou come back and fight John Jones or or Ngannou fight Tyson Fury. But I think Ngannou's going to lose that one pretty quickly. Or Stipe Miocic. I'd love to see Stipe and John Jones. I mean, I think that's John his Jones next fight. Because Stipe, how old is Stipe Miocic? Stipe, because John Jones, thirty-five years old, right? I want to so, say Stipe's forty-two. Stipe. He is forty, and he's forty on the dot. I mean, he's an older guy, but he's also like a very technically good fighter. He's not like the "I'm going to kill you with my massive fist" kind of deal. Like he knows what he's doing, and when he's even when he was fighting like Ngannou and things like that, he he knew what he was doing. He's moving correctly. Um, so yeah, I can see him. I can see him doing really well as, as well. Like, I still can't believe he's from Ohio. Every time I see that, it confuses me. I just assume that he was an Eastern European guy. Supposed to from Ohio. Well, yeah. Sure. No, I know. It just, it, I don't really care. It just surprises me every time I see it. <laughs> I mean, to me, I think it's going to be a great fight when that happens. I love to see heavies be big cards. Yeah. Anymore, though, I do feel as if that the brand of UFC is a little washed down anymore. It wasn't the electricity it had around it when we were growing up. I thought it was far better fighting at that time, and I feel as if now it's just a little overdone. I think the fighters are better. I think that's... I wouldn't consider that to be true. I think they are. I mean, if you just think about the actual growth in like the sport, I think they're all more athletic. I think that they know how I to think recover more better. Athletic guys are starting to get into the sport. I think that's why you see that. Yeah, because before but you it was also... just a lot of like wrestlers who competed, and you know Brazil Brazilian Jiu Jitsu guys before it was a thing. Yeah, let's see who's gonna win first. Like this wrestler versus Brazilian Jiu Jitsu guy was basically what it used to be, and now it's like look at all these guys with all of these skills, and who's who's the best at all of them. It's like a different fighting style. True. It is. I think now it's a little bit more mixed style, and I don't mind it. I just think every other night there's fights on. And in the past, it was like Spike TV had Ultimate Fighter. If you made it out of that, you got a big fight. And if you won, you won. If not, nobody ever heard from you ever again. We got McGregor on the Ultimate Fighter now. Yeah, okay. McGregor wasn't that great of a fighter. Oh, come on. He wasn't. I don't care. He was good for four fights. I four mean, of the most it. important fight. He was. If you're talking about getting up and getting ready for a fight, you're. He's the guy. He is the Listen, guy. Conor McGregor, in my opinion, is one of the most overrated fighters of his generation. He's a personality. I, I don't say think that. He's, I, I I can say that pretty pretty seriously. I've seen him get knocked out in any large title fight. I mean, if you want to fight Nate Diaz in any large time, title, I guess. Okay, that's not what true. If, <laughs> who was the Russian that he fought? What was his he? Name? He's twenty-two and six. Who was the Russian he fought? What was his name? The who? Which one? He's not GSP. Uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov. Yeah. Got yeah. Worked. Okay. Khabib is absolutely insane, and then retired early. Like Khabib could have been the best fighter ever if he kept fighting. Same thing could be said for George St. Pierre. What I'm getting at, he is no, not. No, but George St. Pierre had a full career. He, Khabib didn't even have a full career. He is not George St. Pierre. To my, to me, the greatest fighter pound for pound. I know, pound but most overrated. Is 
I mean, he's one of the most overrated fighters of his generation is what I'm getting at. I think just because of... If you compare him to, like, George St. Pierre, it's not even close. Yeah, but George St. Pierre is, like, Mount Rushmore. technical fighter. Okay, but what I'm saying is is they put Connor's face on Mount Rushmore, and he doesn't deserve it at all. That's, that's kind to me, that kind of feels like comparing Jason Tatum to Michael Jordan. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? Like, I... I kind of get it, but his record does stand by it. What um, about the spider? I mean, Anderson Silva. I mean, also one of the greatest fighters of his generation. Once again, I do believe he's overrated. I do believe Connor's overrated. I do believe Connor is a big excuse for white kids to get excited about an event and go there and wear their Irish shirts and drink too much and try and fight somebody. I don't know. Did I don't I know if that's out? fair. I don't know if I that's fair. I think it's very fair. I mean, I've seen it happen what, he's, live. He's won, he's won four title fights, three or four title fights. He's lost. Against who? Uh, Alvarez, Jose Aldo. Okay. Um, shit, I don't even know. I'll have to go back and look at it. We'll, we'll return to this conversation, but I, I do think like. I just believe Connor he was very good. Little... He wasn't the best ever. I think he he's a very. He was great for a matter of three fights. He no, was great fair. for those but three first he was a, titles. He was, was great it. at publicity. He was great at publicity. I'll give him Absolutely. that. But I don't think it's I don't I think it's fair to give him three fights. Once again, maybe maybe one of the best personalities in the sport of all time, but not one of the best fighters of all time. Just okay, you know, that one I could kind of see. Yeah, he. I wouldn't put him in my top five. Exactly. I'd put him in my top ten. Fair, I guess. But when you look at he was so big because he was a great he was great at publicity for sure. There's no doubt about it. Like he made a story out of it. He made people want to go watch him fight. That's a for sure. Um, but I he was very talented. Because also I don't want it to get dwindled down to be like he's kind of he's kind of crappy. Like his TKO ability was insane. Like he did lose to Dustin Poirier a couple times at the end there. That kind of like you know tied that knot. But I mean, ever since like freaking. I don't even know, like, two. what was it, 2012? He was, like, fighting. He started in the UFC in 2014, and he was damn good. And he, he basically only lost four times. Nate Diaz, Khabib, and Dustin Poirier twice. But besides that, he beat, like, Donald Cerrone and Eddie Alvarez. Like, those are all good fighters, dude. Donald Cerrone was okay. I, I Cowboy's mean, a boss. Come on. Cowboy's good, but he's overrated also. He held the title once, and he lost. To bad. Connor. To awesome. Connor. Yeah, okay. That fight, in my opinion, was a complete mismatch. And then You're a hater on the Khabib. Irish, dude. He fought Khabib after that and just got worked. Khabib's a boss. Khabib is insane. Khabib's never lost. A... Khabib doesn't lose. Exactly to my point, why Connor is incredibly overrated. Khabib's better than Connor McGregor, for sure. Exactly. So is George St. Pierre. And. And who? Who else? I don't have anybody else. <laughs> That's the it's thing. It's like on records, you could go deep down this dive. I don't know if we got time for the dive. No, we don't right now. But I, yeah, I, okay. I won't take any Conor McGregor slander over here. No, no shot. Conor's very overrated. I think no a lot shot. of people would agree with that. And no shot. It's white kids like you who are very overrated is wrong. Very... Overrated is maybe right. I very overrated is wrong because he was a very good fighter. Yeah, like I said, for the first three title fights, very good fighter. Yes, that was but after that, after, 
Okay, but fine. How but many like, title fights is supposed John, to win? <laughs> you look at John Jones, twenty-seven and one. I mean, he's the on. best ever. <laughs> I know, but you, you also look at you know. Okay, it's like why isn't LeBron scored a well, hundred points? Will Chamberlain did that. One could even argue Matt Hughes. I mean, I'm just getting to the point that he just wasn't that great. He was good. He was great at his. He's, he was his very pocket. good. He's very good. Anderson Silva, maybe the greatest middleweight of all time. Maybe. I mean, when Anderson was Anderson Silva, nobody could touch him. Nobody could touch this fighter. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Chael tried. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Like I said, GSP, arguably the greatest fighter. Well, yeah, I mean, you it, you can't argue, like, Silva, GSP, John Jones, I mean, they've won, like, over 10 title fights. So, like, that's... That's easy, but then if you're also looking at that, like Jose Aldo lost to Conor McGregor. Jose Aldo has eight title fights, and he's won eight of them. Like it's crazy. So there's, you know, there's some give and take here for sure. But I don't know. That's it. We don't need to talk oh, about this anymore. We'll come back. Opinion piece. Let's talk about the extreme football league, <laughs> shall we? Sure. So let's do it. last week, if you yep. listened, Vince and I chose to go through the wheel of death. Now, in that first wheel of death, we both received our teams and we, we were like, yeah, them. you know what? We both yes. really hate <laughs> these teams, but they did play on Sunday. So Seattle and Las Vegas. So the sea dragons and the Vipers both played on Saturday evening. and the sea dragons and Ben Benucci came back to win in the last half of the game on a Jack Gordon TD, which you love to see. That's a squad. It's a real squad over there. Orlando, on the other hand. <laughs> oh, my okay, God. Okay, so we did re-spin the wheel, and then we both got our team. I got the D.C. Defenders, which I think I got the greatest edge of this stick. And Vince got the Orlando. You did. What are they? I got the D.C. They're Defenders. Orlando Guardians. They're a squad. They're they're great. I mean, they played. I think the, the bowl game, and I don't really understand how these division works, but if there is a XFL bowl or the Super Bowl of the XFL, I think it will go down to St. Louis and D.C. Can we talk sure. about that? I am so confused by this league. Like, so Yeah, confused. I don't know how it works. Really, I don't know how it works at all. Who plays who? How the standings work? Are there divisions? Are there not? I know. Like, yeah, okay, are there conferences? Like, are there conferences? Like, I think there are. I think there's, like, two conferences. But <laughs> I was watching it because I'm like, I got to get into this now. We're going to be talking about this. And I I feel like a lost puppy. The only thing I understand is the game. But besides that, I don't understand anything else. Um, and I don't think I'm going to need to worry about that because the Orlando Guardians suck. Uh, one week into being an Orlando Guardians fan and Quentin Dormady, I believe his name is, uh, got cut from the Orlando Guardians for giving the other team his pl- their plays. Collusion. Yeah, and my thing it's is, is did he insane. think he wasn't that bad? He wanted to get a couple bucks. He like he knew he sucked so bad that he just got a couple bucks and then dipped. Maybe, but I, mean, I was like, they couldn't Yo. get paid that much. I think they get paid like fifty grand in a season. Well, I'm thinking he wanted to get. Like he was getting paid for giving the plays up. There could be some of that going on. There could be some yeah. stuff going on under the table. You never know. You never know. That's what I'm thinking. He's like, give me some extra money this way. Um, but he's reinstated now, so he can sign with the team. I'm not sure anybody's going to want to, um, but he can. But that's the life of being a week-long Orlando Guardian fan. So. Well, Vince, I think you got the right team in the Wheel of Death. 
because I think they're I did the team too. that brings the most to the table as far as talking goes. I mean, can okay, you we have the north, that? we have the north and the south. Those are the split ups right now. You got your guys that are three and zero right now. They're on top of the north, Nobody and we got my that. guys that are zero and three right now, and they're at the bottom of the south. So it's quite all right over here. I think they're definitely not going to play one another in a championship round. I would but who say. knows? Maybe Orlando comes back and does something great. You know. Yeah, we'll see. And about that. the taxi squad actually will be live at an XFL game this season. Did you know that? Did you know that? Well, now you going, do. Going to a Battle Hawk game. Who are they playing? April. Do you know? Uh, let's see. Who do they play? The Battle Hawks will be playing the Vipers, who are 0-3 right now. Vegas Viper was okay. So my first poll last week was the Vegas Vipers. The Vegas Vipers, which wasn't and... much better. And my second poll was the Orlando Guardians. They're both 0 and 3. <laughs> I got the Sea Dragons, which are 1 and 2, and then the, then the Defenders. Yeah, so. and that's a squad. The Defenders is a squad. Also, I'm Danucci sure. Magic, baby. Danucci might just be a guy. I don't know if he's a guy. Maybe in the XFL, he's a guy. He was a, he was okay in the NFL. Okay he enough was to be horrible in, it. in the NFL. Let's not. I know, but he was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. He was a good time for a little fun. bit. <laughs> I guess you could say it was a good time. I, I yeah. mean, he he made his own meme, which I think is great. Ben that's like Lucci. that's like dating somebody, and you're like, this is not going to work out in the long run. But like, I'm fine with you for a couple weeks here, a month. What you're just going to be our bridge gap here, while Dak, you know, is just done, and we'll get a nice draft pick, and life is easy. That's so. kind of what happened. So yeah, that's exactly what happened. Well, getting speaking of the NFL, Vince, we have a lot to unpack in the NFL. Uh, not only do we have a lot of movement going on in the QB market right now in NFL free agency, we got some Bears corner to get into. We got to talk about the combine. So to kind of kick this off, uh, if anybody's paid attention, every quarterback who got signed got a a fucking bag, and we'll talk about why maybe a lot of them don't deserve it, but. As we move forward, uh, most recent news is that Lamar Jackson received the non-exclusive tag. Uh, so the Ravens did, in fact, tag him, gave him $30 million, but also stated that, hey, go seek what money you think you deserve and come back and talk to us, basically. So is this like a silent breakup in a way? So come Lamar on. Jackson has no agent. That's the thing. His mama represents yeah. him, Vince. So and Lamar his Jackson mama thinks he's beautiful. Lamar Jackson doesn't have an agent, which is what I already said. <laughs> um, no, I think it's all bullshit. Um, and what do you mean War- in that sense? Warren Sharp laid it out, so I'm going to go off of this and kind of sparks note it a little bit for you because I agree with him entirely. Um, if you look at how people ended up getting paid, how quarterbacks ended up getting paid, and how he's trying to demand his market right now, the conversation is always, "Hey, that's a lot of money. I don't think he deserves all of that." The comparison is the most important because if other people are getting it and he's not, then he needs to be worse than them, at least in my mind, because he's he's doing himself a disservice if he takes less money overall, unless he wants the team to get better and wants to take a pay cut that way. That way, Kyler Murray gets two hundred and thirty point five million, one hundred and eighty nine point five guaranteed after going twenty two and twenty three and one as a starter. Aaron Rodgers gets 50 mil a year with one hundred and fifty million guaranteed at thirty eight years old. Deshaun Watson, $230 million guaranteed after 20 lawsuits. However, that ended up working out. Daniel Jones getting the bag right now. Derek Carr getting the bag right now. 
you look at Lamar Jackson, who won the MVP. Number one, they spent the least money on offense in the last four years. The only guy that he really has had consistently is Mark Andrews. Um, Running back rooms constantly decimated. Literally does basically everything for his team, gets called a running back, and he's 46 and 19 as a starter. Three seeds for two years, five seed for one year, one seed in the AFC in 2019. I don't understand why you wouldn't pay this guy. He's the one that's leading your team over anybody else, and they're not going to pay him for it. This gives them the opportunity now to have another team go out and sign sign them, and then they'll match them if they want. If they don't match, they get two first-rounders. That hasn't happened since the 70s, and now a bunch of teams are saying they're not going to do it, and I really don't know why. It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, Vince, if we do look at the Lamar Jackson argument, of course he won an MVP. Um, of course, wins 75% of his games. and I mean, that's, that's an average. I mean, the guy, when he's on the field, is electric. Now, granted, he does get hurt a lot. And, I mean, just in 2022, missed, what, the last half of the season, which was about six games? So does Kyler. And what? also, like, okay. Time get, out. Time get out. a line. Time out. <laughs> Kyler, okay, yeah, granted, got overpaid. Yeah, but that was shortly after the Ben or Deshaun Watson agreement. Right. So after that, any real agent who's worth a shit is going to go to that team and say, Hey, look at what this guy just got paid. My client's contract's up in a year. If you want him to play well, uh, we need some difference. And then the toxicity happened between him and Cliff Kingsbury. And then it all went sideways. Hypothetically, after that one great year of success, they thought they had something there with Kyler and Kingsbury. And then it went South real, real fast. Because everybody thought last season that the Cardinals were going to be far better than what they did. Yeah, step forward year. Yeah, everybody thought, okay, now we now we have a legitimate weapon to throw in the ball to. DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins comes in the offseason, then the steroids and bullshit. Okay, fine. So you were missing that. But then they also brought in Hollywood Brown, which is his guy from OU. I understand the argument, but then again, Kyler Murray, you know, you have a legitimate starter, and sure, he's 500. Do you? Because the... what we're doing here, what we're doing here is comparing the two. And I it's understand like, that. I would rather have numbers, Lamar Jackson every single time over Kyler Murray. That depends. I don't think so. Really? I guess availability is the one argument. But exactly. I mean, exactly, and availability is your best ability in the NFL. Speed level, but even so, Kyler Murray's been getting injured. Is he younger? Yeah, he's probably going to get injured hey, at the same well, rate as him on the same offense. Because well, again, play. that's the fourth, like the fourth least in spending on offense is crazy. Like at least get some, get some linemen up, up front. Like who do you think is going to play better? Well, to your point, it's not necessarily about the linemen. They're not pocket passers. They're not guys who are going to bounce around in the pocket and deliver great throws every single play. But also, play. what if they can't? What do you mean by that? Like, they don't have the opportunity to because they don't have the time to. Because that's that's Justin Fields' biggest Either issue right now, too. They, well, the, Justin Fields has even stated he wants to be more of a passer. And Lamar Jackson has said, I'm going to prove myself as a passer. And he that's did. what he wants to do, and right? I mean, the protection for him, though, in Baltimore is actually sufficient. Yeah, it hasn't it been a, it hasn't been great though. And if you're not going to give been great over the past two years since they lost Orlando Brown Jr., 
Okay, so since they lost the, the Orlando Brown, I, I mean, of course that's going to be a hit. And they haven't really bridged that gap. But then again, Tyler Can you Hundley, name three wide receivers on the Ravens right now? No, I can't. I can't. I got Duvernay in my head. Yeah, Duvernay is one. Duvernay that's... and then Mark Andrews. I mean, Mark Andrews is the weapon on that team. That's it. They did. Oh, Rashad Bateman. You can't yeah. discount Rashad Bateman. He's actually yeah. a dog. And yeah, I do still, believe like, he is. None of very, those are ones. <laughs> I understand that. And then, you know, Kyler gets two ones. But then again, is a lot of that the system. It's a lot of that the defense. It's a lot of that things that are outside of their control. And then once again, he was hurt most of last season also. And they um, gave Roquan Smith a bag. That I disagree with. You know, and Roquan represents himself too. And Roquan, a $20 million a year to an off-ball linebacker, once again, it makes you think. Now, Questionable. Lamar Jackson may have gotten offered a bag, and we don't know about it in the past, and he's just waiting for the market to correct itself. And now it has, and they're like, yeah, well, we don't want to pay you that. Now, to this point, though, is there some collusion going on? in the NFL because now four teams have come out and recently stated that uh, we don't want anything to do with it. Three of which being the Panthers, Falcons, and Dolphins have all come out and made press releases saying we don't want anything to do with the Lamar Jackson business. I feel like there has to be. But Either I, it's like, because like this hasn't happened in so long. Like I, it's been, I saw a stat earlier and I, for the life of me, can't find where it is right now, but it hasn't happened in like over 30 years where this like actually ended up going to pass. Like they're going to franchise tag him and then no one's going to sign him because they're going to be like, he's, well, he's on the Ravens because they also don't want to give the Ravens two first round picks, which is whatever. Yeah. But any team who signs him would give that up right away. And I don't think anybody wants to give away that amount of capital, especially all these teams and they suck. So, except the Dolphins. Dolphins couldn't be considered suck, I wouldn't say. And he's but from still, there, too. That'd be fun. That'd be fun to see. I mean, Tampa could even be a, a thought process for him as well. You know, he's also from the Bay. So, yeah. you know, you, you have to look at this. I do believe when it's all said and done, nobody signs him. I think you're right. I, I think it's believe, stupid, but I think you're right. I think if he was wise, play the season under the tag. I hope he wins a freaking MVP. I hope he's just like, season. screw all of you. F off. I'm a beast. Make make your yeah. money. And then after that, go get the biggest contract you could want somewhere else. It's a pretty, cause it's a pretty big tag too. That's, that's some good cash. $33 million. Dollars. It's yeah. generational wealth. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Pretty big tag. And all of go it's ahead. guaranteed too. It's all relative, bud. But then <laughs> on the flip side of that, you guys got guys out here like Geno Smith getting a hundred and five yeah. million. <laughs> fuck is that what the fuck i saw this i couldn't help myself i had to go to the tiktoks with this people are like he was a top 10 quarterback last Bro, year one time one time so was jared goff so was kirk cousins you're gonna tell me you want to pay them the same amount of money yeah i wouldn't have was that kirk cousins contract a good one people are still talking about it people are still talking about it and they still haven't won a super bowl and, and they still haven't made it past the first round or second round of the playoffs He's 32 years old, 105 million deal, 52 guaranteed. Dear God. Pretty pretty wild to give to Geno Smith, in my opinion. Yeah, he was good last year. Do I think he's going to repeat the way that he was last year? I don't. I think a lot of defenses are going to pretty much figure out what he was going after. 
yeah, he was on the Jets before, and the Jets are a dumpster fire with quarterbacks, no matter who you are. So maybe that's the case too, but it's like, okay, Seattle, do what you got to do out there. I don't know what you're trying to do, but go ahead. Well, then that, and then you got Derek Carr getting similar money. It's bananas to me. Yeah, that Saints, that Saints team doesn't make any sense to me. I don't get it. Are they trying to you compete? You and I thought for sure he was either going to go to Carolina or the Jets. We both talked about Carolina or the Jets because we thought Frank Reich, Jesus, Jesus. But then again, he does have a relationship with the head coach whose name is Dennis Allen. Dick Allen. Dennis Allen. Yeah. Dick Allen. Dennis. Picking Allen. Uh, Dennis. Yeah, <laughs> Dennis right. Allen. He does have a previous relationship with Dennis Allen in New Orleans. So that does kind of make a lot of sense. And if you do look at it, Chris Olave, a veteran defense, veteran O-line, and some young pieces there that do make sense. Kamara, and not Josh McDaniels. And not Josh McDaniels. Because he sucks. I don't think anybody can argue that anymore. I think you're going to see something interesting there. I think the handsome son of a gun himself from the Arlington Heights area, uh, Jimmy G, is going to go sign in Vegas, which I did call on this podcast a few weeks ago. You should go back. And I mean, they've been saying time. for years that he's a complete team changer. Jimmy G? Yeah. I do believe Jimmy that, that G was going to Las Vegas I don't. will make a big deal. I What's do. the difference? What's the, the difference? difference is the because two? he knows the system. He knows McDaniel's system and how it works and how it needs to run. So he will go there. Previous relationship, weapons. You got Devontae there. They need a couple pieces on defense, and they're in a window to win now. That's what everybody's missing in my eyes. They're in a window to they win right now. They were last year, too. No, they weren't because Derek Carr didn't have the mindset to go with a McDaniel who leads by uh, an iron fist. When yeah, he just but got to ad-lib the I last, don't think it's just half him, of last season after Gruden got booted, right? So after Gruden gets booted, you get Jim Visaccia, who – Honestly, did Rich. a wonderful job. Rich. Boss. Versace is a beast. I think we're, we're brutalizing be... names today, by the way. Versace, though, Versace, the Foch himself, should yeah. have gotten a look at being a head coach for that team because yeah. I think he might be in a different story because that team did make the playoffs. Yes, they, they did. They did lose, but they still made the playoffs. Now, you do have to look at this, though. I mean, who's going to have a better record next year, to the point? So you don't think that... Jimmy G oh, the Saints, easy. You think the Saints are going to be better? Look than... at the divisions. Bro. Come on now. Okay. They're playing <clears throat> Sean Payton-led Sean Broncos. You got to assume they're going to get better. Super Bowl <clears throat> champs. Okay. And Justin Herbert-led Chargers. That should be better, right? Yeah. That's a lot harder to do more, than maybe? playing. That's a lot harder to do than play uh, Kyle Trask. Desmond Ritter and whoever the Texans draft. Who knows? I mean, <laughs> Come the on. Panthers, the Panthers in theory could trade up and get Stroud or Bryce a rookie Young. QB. I'd still rather play a rookie QB than Pat Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, true. This is a true statement. <laughs> you know? It could be, it could be one of those things where I do believe that the Raiders could be in a position to get a wild card. I think, and I think I'm going to say it, fire I'm, I think the Raiders in my eyes, have a better season than the Broncos next year with Jimmy G at the helm. Caveat. I could see it, but I'm not saying now. It. Say it now, talking into, the, into fruition. Now, I'd rather have Sean Payton than uh, than Josh McDaniels for sure. Well, yeah, 
I mean, Sean Payton is a Chicago guy. I'm never going to say no to that. He also won Super Bowls. Josh McDaniels has not done that. Ah, Super Bowl. He Josh McDaniels hasn't done that. Super Bowl. He did do that five a... times OC, but he still yeah. has rings. Was he calling plays? Yeah. Eh. Was, was he? Tom? Or was it Tom? Was Who he? Knows? Right. That's what I'm saying. Was he? Was it? Because I'm pretty Tom, sure it was like was Tom, Tom Brady. Tom Brady playing games with my hat. Yeah. Or is he from Rhode Island? No, he's from Boston. You quit fuck. playing games he... with my hat. <laughs> <laughs> my hat. That's I should have known from the start with you. Anyway, with you. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways. I mean, it could have been Tom, and Tom's a stand-up comedian now, didn't you hear? Yeah, it's wild. Anyways, <laughs> or he's coming back. He's not coming back. I don't think. Once he again, quit playing games with my hat. Anyways, <laughs> I do believe, though, of course I'd love Sean Payton, but Jimmy G on that team with McDaniel is dangerous. It is. For the Las Vegas loyal, yeah. It's dangerous. They're going to have to watch that for multiple years. Dude, I'm telling you. Okay, I'm, we'll see. Don't fuck around. I'm telling you, I believe they will have a better year than the Broncos and maybe sneak into a wild card. I can't wait till you give them like a 12 and 6 record next year when we do our preseason no, picks. No, I'm not going to do that. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe they will. And is Josh Jacobs there this year? They got to tag him 100%. I know, but he's going to have that dog tag. in him. He did He'll not seem happy dog. at the end of last year. Dude, he was running his ass off at the end of last year. I know, and the team sucks still. <laughs> well, I think on defense, they need a couple more picks. I think that, you know, at seven, if they get a dog on defense, edge rusher, that's big. They have weapons. You have Devontae Adams. Now you just need a quarterback to get him the football. I yeah. mean, we'll see you if you can do saw that. in an offense with Josh McDaniels what a A1, okay, a one wide receiver did, aka Randy Moss, with Tom Brady, a quarterback who knew the system. <laughs> Hear oh me, God! System, oh my Vince. God! You can't compare Tom Brady to Jimmy G. That's crazy. Why? Okay, time out. Then why did? Okay, listen. <sighs> Robert Kraft had to step in and yeah. say, "No, you can't. You can't let Jimmy start." Right. Belichick knows what the fuck he's doing. He wanted to start Jimmy over Tom for a while there. He wants now, to start Mike Jones Shannon, now. Well, no, he doesn't want to start Mike Jones. <laughs> I, I, I seriously believe he doesn't want to start Mac Jones. They're doing everything either. they can to cater everything to Mac Jones now. Bringing in Billy O'Bee, right? Because that was his OC in college. Yep. Bringing him back, right? So now Who's they're going to He's a great cater. office coordinator for what it's worth. He's worried. great. Is Much a better than Josh McDaniels. Oh, boy. I don't think Josh McDaniels is good. I think he was literally just a fake person that was standing on the sidelines when when Bill and Tom were talking. And he's like, Josh can I get a word in? McDaniels and they're like, shut up, Josh. Anything is a far better offensive coordinator than he has been head coach, and that's proven in the pudding. Yeah, because okay. he doesn't have to do anything. That's bullshit. He does something, Vince. He's Not actually really. a very talented offensive mind. He can he's only win. Down. He can only win if Tim Tebow is the quarterback. So <laughs> bring Tim Tebow back. <laughs> bring Tebow back. That's, no, that's what they're I, gonna have to do. I, I'm telling you, Jimmy G in Las Vegas is dangerous. He's I hope that happens so we can cast. see how that goes. It is gonna happen. It's I imminent. It's imminent. He gets he stays on the West Coast. He goes to a state 
where there are unions, so he feels at home, like he's in Chicago. <laughs> his dad could get him a fucking electrical job. He feels Italian. He can work in waste then, management. Everybody yeah, he could, he could do something. <laughs> he could do something. His dad could be a fucking union guy. Go to the Jimmy and, Hoffa and, Museum. <laughs> It'll be good. Hey. Go to the Italian American Club every Sunday. He'll feel right fucking at home. Get all. <laughs> so with all that being Excuse said, Jimmy. May. Hey. <laughs> So, with all that, I do believe Jimmy G winds up in Chicago Light, a.k.a. Las Vegas. Now, moving forward, Daniel Jones Dude. got paid $160 million over four years for being marginal at best. This His agent receives, like, literally every pat on the back, handshake, maybe, I, I mean, dear God. I mean, their he hands got, were tied. Their hands were tied. What are you supposed to were do? They, though? Were 40, they though? 40 mil for like a quarterback is going to be nothing in like two years. It's, that's how it is. It sucks, but that's how it's going to be. Is it keep yes. him? They can tag Saquon. They can see if Saquon gets injured again. Like they have to go that way. But I don't know. Is Daniel Jones like Eli Manning where it's like they're pretty good? He kinda-ish? is Eli Manning 2.0, I think. I just don't believe he gets you over the hump, though. I don't believe in this era of NFL football. He wins different, the yeah. Super Bowl. I think it's totally different. You need a ball dog type athlete. Now, with all of that, though, all right, you have the 25th pick in the draft this year. Mm-hmm. Is it out of bounds to say, all right, Danny Dimes, you can test free agency. See who signs you. Go ahead. Come back to us when nobody wants you. Nobody would have paid him that money. Uh-uh. No shot. So you got fleeced in my eyes. I would have called the bluff. I would have been like, dude, no fucking way. And then I would have drafted a quarterback in the second to third round that might be worth a shit because there's actually a couple different guys right now. Dayball knows the position better than most. He knows yep. guys who would fit that mold. I'd be like, Brian D, do your thing, dog. I just, I don't think he wants a rookie. I think what, you saw. I anything, think they saw them in the playoffs last year, and they're like, "Let's build off of this." Is it a good idea? No, see? but I feel like that's Danny what he saw. Danny Dimes got fucking destroyed by the Eagles defense. Who he played are well last year, though. Right now, yeah, that defense. Basically, too. that entire defense, minus the defensive line and Darius Slay, are all free agents. It's yeah, kind it's of sick. Rough look for them. Yeah, not looking good. They went all in on last year, and it almost worked. Almost worked. Almost work, but I just believe once again aggressive overpayment of quarterbacks this entire offseason. Yeah, Saquon got the tag, so I'm so happy that happened. I told you that would happen. No I thanks on the Bears. On no, why? Because why not? Why you want a running back that had two really good seasons and then yeah. tore his knee up? I'm good. Give him to I mean, me. Granted, when he's great, he's great. I get it, but you could still draft a running back at a second or third round now we're drafting you know, Bijan first round no all way. these picks we're gonna get no way <laughs> Bijan's probably gonna go towards the end of the first round into the second round and yeah. he's an amazing talent too. we pick it's up just... like 29 or 26 or 25 something like that isn't like, it insane that Bijan Robinson in like 2006 would have been like the first pick in the draft yeah which would have been nuts to me even when Saquon got drafted he would have been up there like seriously. And for the record the Bears have terrible luck with Texas running backs, so no running backs from UT. Horn down on that. I'm out. Anthony I'm Thomas? Good. Did he go there? No. 
Cedric Benson, RIP. Oh, yeah. Dude, I was talking about Cedric Benson this weekend. I forgot that he died. Yeah, fun fact. Um, Is he it died fun? Actually in a mo- <laughs> no. No, I was in Austin, Texas, where he passed that same weekend that he died. So he died in Austin, Texas in a motorcycle accident. And, yeah, sad stuff. I was there that weekend. I saw it. It was like a Saturday, like a Friday night. I woke up and I saw all the reports on ESPN and I was like, kind of weird. I'm here at this time. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, it was sad. I was like, poor guy. He was really good after he left the Bears. He was amazing on the Bengals. We didn't get a chance to see any of that. Mm-mm. He was on the just, Super Bowl team. It was just like Marshawn. But here's, okay, back to the Giants, though. The Giants have more than one need, though. So Breaking news, Mike Trout gets plunked in his first at-bat against uh, the San Francisco Giants versus the USA team. Wow. All right, go on. Anyways, Throwing at Mike. the Giants have more than one need, in my opinion, right now. Granted, you need some defensive help, but they got to get Danny Dimes some offensive weapons. Yeah. Galladay did not work out. No shit. Talk about a guy who got paid a bag to do absolutely nothing. Canaries Tony's on KC now. Like you had lost, you lost guys. You got to, you got to get some more guys for him. <laughs> Especially because yeah. now they got to cover up Daniel Jones being the career quarterback for him. Yeah, it, it's not looking good in New York. Sketchy. Although Dayball may have something planned up his sleeve, but you, I mean, are you going to hit on five draft picks from offensive talent that are all going to hit? No fucking way. Yeah, you'd be lucky if one of them. Lucky if one of them hits. Lucky. Now, when we look at Aaron Rodgers right now, because everybody thought that it was going to be a Jets pick, right? Yeah. So Jets thought David Carr was coming. Derek Carr. Shit, I did it again. Anyways, (laughs) everybody thought Derek Carr was going. I was going to let you ride there. Everybody thought Derek Carr was going there after the meeting, Nathaniel Hackett, all that good stuff. Yeah. Hall of Famer, that whole thing. Yes, I agree. So the Jets now are in talks with Aaron Rodgers, and they're actually flying out on Woody Johnson's jet to LA to speak with him as we speak. Yeah, it's looking like he's not coming back to the Packers next year. Um, based on everything you're seeing out of like Green Bay and all the Jordan Love love, and now there's a lot of like, you know, Jordan Love's really good, and they're liking the way he looks and all that. All those are happening right now where – It's seeming like the Packers brass are kind of sick of him just doing whatever he wants, which I would be too. And I'd rather him get the hell out of Dodge, get him out of here. Um, I would be, he might do the exact same thing that Brett Favre did. He just might go to a team that needed a quarterback and that's all they need. The jets. Maybe he ends his career on the Vikings. We'll see if that happens. But yeah, I think it's, I think they're the odds on favorite at this point. Theory right now, Vinny. I'm not going to lie. I I think that the parallels, even though supposedly they hated each other, are becoming obnoxiously clear. Um, It's like becoming your dad. You start grunting when you sit down. You're like, damn it. Can't want to do that. I'm here now. Yelling at the TV. Although, I think it's a done deal that he's headed to the Jets. Your thoughts? Yeah. No, I I would not be surprised. I think that's like easily the best place for him. Shot or no shot? Shot. Okay, shot or here's a different shot. Okay. He retires or goes to the Jets? The latter for sure. He's not retiring. He's getting okay. 15. He's getting 15 mil this year. 
He's already got a contract. They're just gonna you know him. what? By the way, I hate that argument of like, oh, you know, Aaron Rodgers got paid this amount of money at 38 years old. He's won four MVPs. And one Super Bowl. Okay, it doesn't matter. He still won four fucking MVPs. The guy's a G. I'm just saying. He's 38 years old with one Super Bowl. Now you got to protect him. At least him. he won one. At least he won one. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, he only won one because the Bears were against him in the national cha- or the NFC Championship. <laughs> if a bullshit-ass team wasn't there, then it would have been okay. <laughs> hey, the Bears got there on the wings of Jay Cutler, and Jay My Cutler king. couldn't go back into the game to do your king. He was injured. Yeah, my ass. He could still ride a bicycle. He was injured like Brock Purdy was injured. Exactly. No, he wasn't injured like Brock Purdy was injured. He tore his, supposedly, his MCL. And it turned out to actually be a sprain. So, anyways, with this fit with the Jets now, if we do look at it. Yeah. Jordan Love finally gets a shot. And we as Bears fans are salivating at the moment. Welcome, brother. I really hope he's not good. I really hope he's not good. they hit three fucking quarterbacks in a row, I'm going to be miserable. Yeah. We are just going to be, oh my God. It would be like the Twilight Zone all over again. It's Groundhog Day. It's bullshit. It's um, I, that being said, like, I, I really don't think they did. I mean, Rodgers, after, like, people were, Rodgers looked really good. People were expecting him to be pretty good off the bat. Um, he was going to be, like, a top draft pick, and he just ended up falling. Jordan Bears Love was. Drafted him. Bears could have drafted him. Who, Rodgers or Jordan Love? Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess they could have picked Love, too, but I don't know. We'll see how he is. I don't think he's going to be horrible. Back in the first round, I don't think he's going to be great. Yeah. I mean, he looked okay against the Eagles in that end of season. I mean, he did look okay. That's the thing. You just got to remember, like, they don't have any weapons, and, like, their defense is getting older. Like, they're in a spot where it could get bad fast for him. True. Which, please. Bakhtiari is coming back. That's confirmed. He's always coming back. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, he's getting paid bags. Sure, I get it. But I think a good draft, Christian Watson, you know, Dobbs. Dobbs looked great, too. Dobbs, I mean, Dobbs, he, Dobbs. Dobbs, Dobbs, Todd, 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 Todd. <laughs> right? <clears throat> so, I mean, I do believe that he wouldn't be awful. I just hope he is not good because the Bears need a chance to have a better quarterback than the Packers. That's all I'm getting at. And I think it would be great to see Favre in a different green deal with the New York media. They'd be awesome. Rodgers. Rodgers. They're, so, the they're so similar that you said Favre, which I like, and I, I support that. But then again, I mean, this could set the Jets franchise back almost like 10 years if, the, if it doesn't work. Like if he could goes it? there and they don't win their division, it's worth nothing. I mean, it's <laughs> definitely a nada for sure. But here's my thing. Like, you're going to go to a team now with three very young offensive pieces that don't know you from Adam, and now you're going to go there and, like, be the savior to these guys and their fearless leader, even though you've proven you're not a very good leader already? I'm sure they're fine with it. I'm sure they're like, oh, no more Zach Wilson? Sign me up. Yeah, Elijah Mitchell is like, oh, my God. Oh, what's his name? Yeah, Elijah Mitchell is yeah, like, oh, my I mean, God, finally a quarterback that can fucking throw me in the football. Yeah, seriously. No, I think they'd be totally fine with them. Um, their whole entire team is built to be good besides the quarterback position. That's the thing. So he's basically plug and play. We're chilling. True. And no, Mike before is not even there anymore. Nathaniel Hackett's there. Yes, Hackett he the is. Rackett's there. Which is his boy. He was good under him. He was very good under him. Just one, one Super Bowl, though. Wasn't it? Is it more plausible that what if they don't get him, right? So what if they don't get Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Do the Jets try and 
build a package to trade up in the draft and take an Anthony Richardson, take a CJ Stroud. No, no, I think, um, and based on the way they were saying too, they said that they still believe there's a lot of talent in Zach Wilson. So I think if they just whiff on all these guys, they'll probably go and get a vet and bet on Zach Wilson or Vegas misses out on the Garoppolo deal. Garoppolo goes there. I don't think Jimmy wants anything to do with New York. I think too much attention, too much attention, too much press, too much taxes, too many taxes. I think not only that, he wants to go do handsome Jimmy stuff in Las Vegas. Well, Vince, we couldn't get to all of it this week, but I think we got enough to unpack next week for NFL. Yeah, it's not like the draft is next week. We can talk combine next week. We can talk some trades. We're going to put one in the chamber. We're going to put one in the chamber. We're going to save it for you next week. Nice John Morant reference. Allegedly, sorry. Allegedly, <laughs> potentially <laughs> Joe Mixon reference. So yeah, we'll find out more. Allegedly, allegedly, me. allegedly a Joe Mixon reference uh, may or may not have shot a small child. Anyways, um, we appreciate you tuning back into the Texas Squad podcast as always, and 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 as always, you know the drill. What you need to do now is after you you, you stop listening, you need to follow it follow if you already it. haven't. And then you got to rate it five stars because that's just what you should do. And then on top of that, you should tell a friend. And then while you also tell that friend, if you see him shortly, you should also tell your grandfather. Yeah. About the podcast. Give him because, a ring. I mean, give he gets him a shot. time of year. He does. Especially if you don't go see him a lot, you know, you should say, hey, you know, Gramps, we could share this together. Right. You know, and not only that, I could save you, you know, a, a lot of money on shaving. That's if he still shaves. With Henson shaving also. So not only are you telling him about an amazing podcast, you tell him how to save money shaving, right? Because he wants to still be dapper too, you know. Maybe he's got a beard. Maybe he wants to line up the beard a little bit. Maybe he's a fresh shaven fella. You never know. So with all that being said, you know the drill. Tell your grandfather. Go rate it. Go follow us on the TikTok. Go check out Mikey Duets on TikTok, please. The Mikey Duets is what's up. It's almost as good as the Biggie Duets. Yeah, some people are saying some people are saying these days. We're going to get a video on the TikTok one of these days. But as go. always, people, thank you, and we'll see you next week. Peace.